Welcome to Voices on Aging. I'm Jane Muzzard, Chief Executive of Coder SA. Finding things to do that are fun, that keep us moving, that use our brains and that keep us in touch with others are very important at every age, including as we get older. In Voices on Aging, we introduce you to people sharing their personal stories and their experiences as they build connections at different points in their lives. Over this series, we'll hear from guests about how they've connected with life and their community, how they've overcome challenges, and what helped them succeed. If you or someone you know is feeling stuck or disconnected, or you're looking for some inspiration, then this is the podcast for you. Coder SA is an older people's movement. Our purpose is to promote the rights, interests and futures of South Australians as we age. Find out more by calling us on 8232 or having a look at our website, coderessa.org.au. In episode six, Bonnie shares personal insights into how she navigates life as an older South Australian with physical mobility limitations. Bonnie has overcome many personal challenges in her life and draws from this resilience and her wonderful sense of humour to keep positive. Accessing Coda Visitors has helped Bonnie stay connected from her home. Now, Bonnie, you've brought along a photo and there's a number of stories associated with this photo that gives us a bit of an introduction to you. How about you tell us some of the stories associated with that picture? Well, I've got a picture here of my two sons and their wives. That photograph brought back a lot of happiness because I didn't think I'd see my sons again. Years ago, I came home from hospital and my sons, they were only about five, six years old. I wasn't there anymore. Their dad took them. I went to the government to ask them to help me to get them back in. They wouldn't. They said no. Yeah. We can't do that. And that picture brings back a lot of things. What kind of a family I could have had if they'd been brought up in Australia, the two boys. So it's hard going through those years and seeing those people and then lose connection with them. Yes. How does that make you feel? If you go through life, you, you work hard to pay for a house off and it was a very hard life. I had to go to work and come home from work, help Dad build make bricks to build the house. Dad took 20 years to build his house. It cost him £3,000 and the block of land cost £20 to buy. £20? £20. And I see it just now, coming here today, the way they're building houses today and the life is going so fast, young people don't realise life can go by so quickly And my dad used to say, I remember when he got cancer and I was sitting on the the porch with him and he said to me, Bonnie, time is precious. If only I could turn back the hands of time. So you've had some challenges in your life, had Um, grief and loss and separation. Yes. They're, They're difficult things to process. Yeah, so very hard because in in between all of this, I 
was like my father with um, cancer for three years and then he died. And then looked after my mother and she died. And so it's, and that's all there is in my family now in Australia is myself and my son, Common. So tell me what you, you've seen throughout COVID. These two years have been really challenging. What's your experience? I'm very lucky I've got a son. That's all my shopping for me. Now he's getting worn out and I want somebody to come and give me a hand. But I'm scared of getting COVID or something else the matter with me. I don't see my neighbours. Everybody's scared to come out. Everyone's scared to knock on the door and say, how you going? Come in for a cup of tea. You go out and water the garden, you see a next-door neighbour, and you're like, how you going? You see the old bag. <laughs> and that's not there anymore. That is uh, worse than having a, a war, a bomb drop on the house next door. Yeah. I, I know that. Yeah. So then recently you've connected with Cota and looking at how to sort of increase some of these connections, how to get some help and maybe have someone be involved with doing some shopping with you and things. Tell me what led you to, to that decision? How did that come about? Well, one of my neighbours, she's which not actually a neighbour, she lives about two or three streets away from me on the other side of the South Road. And every weekend I have the advertiser delivering the Sunday mail. And we got chatting one day when she came past and she said, oh, I'll come in and put your papers on the porch there by the door for you. Do you mind if I do that? And I said, yeah. And then she came a couple of months later and she said, oh, I've seen this ad, Bonnie. Can I ring them up and ask them to come and see you because you're a lively person and I know you, you don't go out. And that's how I became interested. Yeah, and she rings me up every couple of months. Uh, for my birthday, she called in and bought me a box, and she said, "It's only four and twenty pies and parties and sausage rolls." Because I thought, well, if you're home by yourself and you're hungry or lunch or what, you can put a couple of them in your air fryer and cook it for yourself. It's easy to do, hmm. which I thought was very nice. That's very thoughtful. Yeah, she connected you with Cota, and so you've got assistance through Cota. They were helping you with your My Aged Care application. Is that right? And you're going to look and see what programs you might be able to yeah, access. They, I think it's Kathy came with the My Aged Care. Yeah, My Aged Care. She was wonderful. She said that if you, they would do things for you. They would do gardening housework, and take you shopping. She actually rang up aged care, but I had to give her permission to find out all my details. And he told her that I would get the aged care package within four to five weeks. So I'm waiting to hear from that. And you've now got somebody that comes into your home, is that right? Yes, Jenny. And we sit there and talk. She talks about her, a little bit of her country. I talk about my country. And she brings me these um, dates from her country every time. And her mother makes a coffee. She says, I make her laugh. She says, I love coming here. You make me laugh. And I think to myself, how many people say that to me? You make me laugh. You know, and people used to come in here. She says, I walked in the door here and I was depressed, but... 
I go, hey, I'm laughing because you made me laugh and made me feel like I'm a person. I thought, I, I didn't do anything, you know. I just got a funny knack of talking and I think now I talk to the poor world because I am so sick of not having nobody to talk to. <laughs> you've, you've certainly got a good sense of humour. I can definitely agree. And I think, Bonnie, perhaps you don't take yourself too seriously. You're happy to have a laugh. Yes. And you've been through tough, tough times. I think we have that time to ourselves and that time doesn't never, never, ever will go away. In between, you've got to jump on the bandwagon and say, right, I've got to cheer myself up. You have to. Otherwise, I wouldn't be around anymore. Mm. I've met a lot of very, very good friends. And unfortunately, they've all died, you know. And Wendy, I met Wendy, was a good friend of mine. I met her. I talked to her and, and, and sat with her for a while. And I said, who are you here by yourself? I said, Charlie, somewhere. I don't know where. Come with me and we'll go and find him. And <laughs> we went in there and the husband came up to me and he said, what are you doing with my wife? And said, I'm kidnapping her. <laughs> and he said uh, to me, oh, thanks for uh, looking after her. It turned out we became very, very good friends. They used to come to my place every Tuesday for tea or dinner. She got very bad. She had all timers. So connections and people, they're really important to you. It is a big part of me. Mm. So it would then be really important for you to connect with these programs and the things, yeah. you know, like the social connections and, and off things that are offered. Yeah. You're looking at ways to try and do more of that? People have got to learn. People with a disability doesn't mean to say they're rubbish. You don't want to know them. People with mental sickness, you've got to help them. You've got to show them and give them strength to carry on with their life. i got a little girl across the road from me, around the corner. She's in a big wheelchair, really big wheelchair. She's, and if I'm out the front, she comes past with her carer and talk, she tries talking to me. So, and I remember seeing oh, quite a few, well, I wouldn't say a long time ago, but a long time ago, she was on um, down the supermarket and she got stuck with her wheelchair. This is before she had a carer. And I said, when you get stuck like that again, just put your two fingers up to them because she can't talk. And I said, you know, and, and tell them to get out of the way uh, sort of thing, you know. And she said, yeah, yeah. And the first time I heard her try to talk, so you see, it's a, when somebody gives a little bit of understanding to them, they will get back to you too. Mm. What you're talking about is empathy, and empathy is one of the most critical things, that we need to see people. What is it like living with that disability with your legs? Bloody horrible. And I mean bloody horrible because I used to drive my car I used to go down to the beach and some, when I was really fit, 
six o'clock in the morning, have a swim, go back home and go to work. Then they had dogs and I used to take them to the beach. Used to take them to the Port River. We used to swim across the Port River and back to the other side, the two dogs and me. And we'd go home and that was a Sunday ritual. They were beautiful dogs. I miss my dogs very much. That that was good. So my life now, when I think back of all these things, that uh, I think to myself, well, I've had a really good life, but I've always kept my mind active. And I seen this ad in the Messenger. Wanted volunteers for visiting nursing homes, so I rang up and said, "Look, I, I'm sitting home here." crying and wondering what to do. And, yeah, this lady came to see me. And she had tears running down from laughing at different things I was saying. Now. And she said, you'll be old, you'll go in the nursing homes. So I used to go to three different nursing homes in that time because I was really, I had to get out the house. I didn't care what I did. And when I got to the nursing home, I used to take one old lady out for a drive and then on the way back to the nursing home, we went into a cafe and had cheesecake and coffee. I enjoyed, enjoyed that, going out. And then I used to, at Benet, I worked there the longest. I used to go every Wednesday and play bingo. I'd call out the numbers and whatever. And I had to go to the toilet this day. I'd say, oh, i got number two. Excuse me, folks, I've got to go for a poo. <laughs> <laughs> I always laugh my bloody heads off. <laughs> and no, it was so funny to me that they, you know, some of them had dementia and that, but they knew where I'd gone. <laughs> they remembered and that. They remembered that. And I thought, well, that was great. And even the owners, they, they said to me, you know, Bonnie, you do a good job. We can't get volunteers like you. And I said, well, there's plenty out there. They've just got to have the courage to come and do it. They didn't want me to leave. But, but then the virus came and that was it. Hmm. What advice would you give then to people who might be feeling isolated, you know, or somebody who has a disability and is feeling like that is a limitation and stopping them and prohibiting them? What would you suggest that they do? to try and improve and increase their connections with others? I would say do a bit of reading, see where there is somewhere for them to go. Or better still is just talk to a neighbour and say, have you got any ideas what I can do? Because I'm better off being home by myself. But a lot of people don't talk about them being lonely. So for me, I used to do a lot of letter writing when I was very, very young. People should have, you know, if they can get a pen friend or writing, maybe a lot of people that don't have friends or can't talk to people, they can write a letter and then they can converse with somebody. I write to my son and I write to Charlie. But it's all about that connection, isn't it? Yeah, it's all about the connection, how how your mind works, you know. If I can get a gopher, then I can get to the shops, so I can go to the post office, so I can go to the post a letter. And now I look in the mirror and say, I'm a pudding. 
I don't want to be a pudding anymore. I want to be the candle. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go on, didn't it? <laughs> you are a character. <laughs> well, and and there's an, a sense of independence you're talking about. You want to be able to do some of these things. Yeah, yeah. You've been an independent woman for many years. You've done a lot and managed a lot on, you know, by yourself. So yeah. that makes sense. You want to try and maintain some of that. Well, I hope that you can get that go for I can imagine. Watch out world once you do. Yeah, as long as the, the cat doesn't hop on the back of the goat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Bonnie's story. About 18% of South Australians aged over 65 experience feelings of isolation and loneliness regularly. People who cannot drive and who have limited physical mobility can find themselves isolated at home. Kota Social Connections has linked Bonnie to our Aged Care Navigator service, which helps people understand and use My Aged Care services. Bonnie is currently waiting for a home care package to be allocated. Kota Visitors linked Bonnie with a visitor who goes to her home regularly to provide companionship. Every individual journey is different. Our Kota Social Connections volunteers take time to understand your specific interests and requirements. By providing you with a range of tailored options, we help you find the support and interests that suit you best. Thanks for listening to the Coder SA podcast, Voices on Ageing. Links to the resources mentioned in today's episode are included in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you can catch every episode. Visit us at www.coterasa.org.au where you can browse our information, services and events and get involved with us. Voices on Ageing is produced by Narrative Marketing. We acknowledge the funding for this project from the Australian Government through the Adelaide Primary Health Network. I also want to acknowledge Coder SA's own Rachel Telfer who put this series together. And I acknowledge that Voices on Ageing was recorded on Ghana lands. <laughs>